Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Fisher. This is the podcast for all dads who want to succeed with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hey Jody, how are you doing? Hello Paul, how are you? Uh, Doing fantastic, doing fantastic. Uh, We just completed week two of the coronavirus quarantine. Uh, How was your week, Jody? The week was good. It was okay. You know, we, we got through, we kind of, we kind of settled in this week and, uh, just, you know, kept doing what we've been doing, kept on the plan that we have, um, you know, dealing with, you, you could feel the, the sort of the stress level and maybe it's not even stress. It's more like an unease kind of level. It's like we're in uncharted waters here mm-hmm. and we're trying to all figure this out. Um, you know, but all things considered, we did, we did just great because we're, we're healthy and that's the most important part. Um, you know, and, and nothing has dramatically changed for us, uh, in terms of, in terms of finance and, and really the only thing that's different is, uh, is just how we get about our day. So we're doing all right. How about you, Paul? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Mine was okay. Still waiting to see if we're going to get better here. Lots of conversations, um, this week, work-wise, um, trying to get my ducks in a row financially, uh, staying ahead of the ordering of food and supplies. And, And that's really the, topic of our of our podcast this week uh, which is very timely uh, corona financial planning and preparedness right so we want to focus on topics that are all related to planning and preparedness in this trying time um, but first let's talk about some news we saw this week okay the first news story uh, was in USA today uh, the headline is personal finance tips how to pay the bills during the coronavirus pandemic I thought this was interesting. It cited a lot of the key things we've been thinking about and talking about. Um, But in reality, I think that um, the tone of the article is around pausing payments and requesting refunds for overdrafts. And and there's a lot of news going around this week around stimulus packages and such and and, and how that focuses on the educational system. There's, There's a whole bunch of stuff. So it's trying to unwind and untangle if you're stuck um, and can't pay something, it's kind of giving you some tips on what to do. What was your take on this sto- uh, story, Jody? Yeah, I like this article a lot. Uh, and let's just run down some of the major points in the article, uh, answering questions here about what's going to happen with my student loan if you have one. Uh, what if I can't pay my mortgage or my home equity line? Um, let's see, scrolling down, just lots of different thoughts on, on you know, changes to your financial picture in the context of what's going on here um, in, in the environment that we're working in. So a good read here and give some give some good tips. Yeah, and I think overall, my, my thing to talk about here, there's going to be a lot of articles and a lot of decisions and, 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 and there's going to be a lot of complex things that are going to happen, similar to, I think, the, the mortgage crises of, of 2008. Um, but getting down to a personal level, if, if you can't afford to pay your mortgage, if you can't afford to pay that credit card bill, um, start with the basics and work your way up. Um, so, you know, uh, food, shelter, all those key things you have to focus on first and prioritize. And those other bills will be there because, believe me, there are a lot of other people not paying those bills either. If they got laid off, unemployment hit three and a half million this past week. It's probably going to go further than that. 
Um, so take a deep breath, stay calm. And I know there'll be a lot of legal rhetoric around, oh, well, there's going to be a delay. We'll pause your loan. Yeah, that's all well and good. But if you have $0 to pay your creditors and you have to eat, please eat. <laughs> I think that's the message that I would uh, convey. I don't know what your opinion is on that, Jody. Yeah, I agree. I think it comes down to life safety kind of things. And that's certainly the way that I think. So it's food and it's electricity uh, and it's all that kind of stuff you need to take care of your kids. Um, it, it, the article gets into this and in, in just my opinion, I would not, I would try my hardest to not get behind on a mortgage payment or a rent payment. Um, those are typically your biggest nut, you know, every, uh, your biggest, your biggest bill every month. Um, and so once you fall behind on that stuff, there are other things, repercussions that start to kick in. Um, and this article mentions, you know, if, if you know you are going to get behind on a mortgage payment or you are going to get behind on your rent, contact the person you pay or the institution that you pay that bill to. Let them know your situation. Uh, be proactive about it. Don't just not pay and go into hiding because that never turns out good. Yeah, that's a good point, right? You want to get in front of it if you can and just try to focus on uh, being truthful and, and just laying your cards on the table to say, listen, I just got laid off. My wife just got laid off. We have no income coming in. We're going to eat. Um, and you got to let the chips fall where they may. We, we talked about this on previous article on pretty previous podcasts. Um, if you're in that unfortunate boat where um, unemployment's becoming a reality and you don't have enough monies in arrears, you're just going to have to figure out what the priorities are and just focus on, 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 on those basic priorities, taking care of your kid getting the food, whatever that is. So um, I think those are all good points. And, and the article overall is a good read. Um, the second story that we're going to jump into is from Business Insider, their personal finance area. Um, and the headline is, I'm a financial planner. And this is the exact email I sent out to my clients to get them through this financial downturn. And like I said, we post all these articles on the uh, Facebook page. So you can check them out there. But this certified financial planner, Natalie Taylor, she sent out this email, and I thought it was very wise. It's a lot of things we talked about in the past couple of weeks where don't let stress uh, short-circuit your decisions. Make thoughtful, mindful decisions. Um, you know, uh, how is your income going to change and do that analysis over the short to medium term? Reduce as many expenses as you can over the next few months. Try, with the emphasis on the word try, to stock up on cash. And the big one, which we talked about in the previous podcast, was stay invested. Um, and and that the last one they have here is optimize your debt and see if you could get a lower interest rate if you're in that boat where you can refinance your debt into a lower rate. Jody, what was your take on this story? Love this story and love this email that this certified financial planner sent out. Um, it's proactive. It's honest. It's human and personal. I mean, this this uh, this lady starts out um, the first line of her email that she sent to her clients is what a crazy time this is. As I juggle work and childcare and homeschool, um, I know that you're all juggling it too and we're in this together. That's the lead in here. And I think that's what we all need to hear from everybody. And uh, boy, I wish we were hearing this from our federal government. Um, we're not. Um, and, and the federal government has failed miserably in this. Uh, and I hope they pay the price for it in November. Um, but my political leanings aside, um, this is a great article. This is a great email. This, this uh, certified financial planner d deserves a lot of credit 
Um, and, and everyone, I think, can glean something from this. So just check it out on the Facebook page. Um, read it through and, and take some, some personal lessons out of it. Yeah, I, I think the big one is try to stay calm. Emphasis on try. Um, be thankful and grateful for what you have. And, and just try to have that presence of mind to not make crazy financial decisions and try to prepare as, be- must, as much as possible. So I guess with that, we're on to our weekly topic, uh, Corona Financial Planning and Preparedness. Uh, so my current situation, I spoke to my financial advisor this past week, as well as another good friend of mine, and, and they both concurred um, that we would, I would be best, and they're doing the same thing. It's just staying tight and hold their, their retirement and their investments at bay and not making any significant changes at this time. Um, I think that um, both sets of advice were well received by me. It was what I was thinking. This is what we've been talking about the last several weeks. We've talked about it on previous podcasts um, where when it comes to retirement funds, unless you need it right away, you kind of leave it there. So for me, it was all about getting confirmation uh, from a couple of different sources that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm, I'm not looking at my 401k or my IRA accounts. I'm, I know that they're going to go down, but but the, the po- on the positive side, they should go up over time. And that's what I'm hopeful for. And um, so both recommended to hold tight. And and it was kind of it was kind of funny, Jody. They they one of them had told me that you know who has the most to lose? It's probably Donald Trump with all his hotels and everything. So he's the one who I know wants to get this economy going again. We could probably go off on a side uh, a sidebar here on this, but um, I know he he at this point in time at the recording of this podcast he he wants to get people out and about in the next few weeks by Easter. I don't know how realistic that's going to be, but one of them pointed out to me he's got the most to lose in this uh, crisis. Uh, I'll open the door to you, Jody, on that part. Well, I mean, I, I think the spirit – I think everybody agrees with the spirit of that. I mean if you've been out and about this week, uh, you know that it's – at least in my experience, it's, it's eerie out there. Um, walking around in the neighborhood, it feels good, right? You see your neighbors. Um, you can wave to people, talk to each other you know, from the other side of the street, that kind of thing. So that is really encouraging. Um, you, you make a run out to the store and it, it's, it just feels so weird is the only word that I can use. Um, I don't, things weren't desolate where I went. Um, you know, you got to grab, you run to the grocery store to grab something or run to the convenience store to grab something. Um, but you have that moment where you approach another human being and even people that you've seen before. And as, just as you get to like that 10 foot mark, you sort of like your body language, you kind of jerk back. You're like, Oh, and, and, and you don't know what to do. <laughs> and then you sort of timidly reach out your hand and extend, you know, whether it's your debit card or cash or whatever you're doing, it's but you're doing it from this distance, and it just it feels so awkward and so strange, um, uh, and and I'd really like that feeling to go away. Um, so from a human level, I think you know we're all in the same boat as that we all want to get going as soon as possible. Um, I think it then segues into a discussion on what is smart, what is feasible. Um, and I, for one, do not think that we're going to be going by Easter. And I don't know why Donald Trump thinks that's such an important day for him. But again, I'll, I'll, uh, I won't get into that. Yeah, <laughs> agreed, agreed. I found the few times I went out this past week, I wound up thanking everybody, um, the, the cashiers, the, the stock, the, the people that are stocking shelves at the grocery store, at the local pharmacy, 
Man, I'm I just... yelled thank you to my garbage man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so impressed. <laughs> guys like... coming by on the truck. Can you imagine if these guys didn't come by? Yeah. Come or, on. Or delivery you know? or UPS or your or Uber Eats or all these different first world problems or first world services we, we are lucky to have and grateful to have or should be grateful to have. Um, so I found myself saying thank you a lot. Um, the other thing I did this past week was kind of built and maintained a list of all my monthly recurring expenses like my gym membership and any pre-planned spending that I had put deposits on like day camps and stuff. Um, the fear of the unknown, don't know where this is going to take me, but I'm trying to stay on top of all these things I've already paid for that I'm not really getting. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, one by one, how that's going to, how that's going to work. So for example, I have tickets to go to a show for my daughter in May, most likely will be canceled, right? But we're holding on to hope. We'll see. Um, you know, summer camps, uh, sleepaway camp for my son, uh, day camp for my daughter, uh, my monthly gym membership, um, all these things I'm trying to get my head around um, because, you know, at some point, you know, I'm going to have to track and figure out is it enough for me to go claw that money back or not. And I already see my gym had sent out a note about refunds and, and, and they're getting inundated. Clearly, it was an email. They were getting inundated by a lot of people to say, hey, I'm not using the gym, so I want my money back, right? So I don't know. It's it's very interesting. The other thing I did was I did more buying of some supplies, uh, like food and wine. Not overboard, but I did score some toilet paper this week, which was amazing. Um, and that, that, was a, that was a pretty funny story at the Stop and Shop. And then um, I bought some niceties. Um, so I ordered a propane fire pit for our patio in the backyard. Not, not a really expensive one, but just one that hopefully the family could gather around. I'm still waiting for my exercise bike that I ordered. The new delivery date is April 13th. And keep in mind, folks, um, when I say I bought these things, I have the cash to buy them. They are things that I wanted in the past. Maybe I just didn't have the motivation to go over the go over the line to buy them, but I, I have the money for them. They're not going on credit cards. They're going to be paid off, but these are things I had always wanted, but circumstances now allow me to say, you know what? I'm just going to get it now. So, you know, it kind of forced my hand. Maybe a little too late. I wish I had the exercise bike already. I'm already feeling the pounds fly up on me, but um, it is what it is, and we'll see how it goes. So, Jody, what's your current situation? Yeah, Paul, you know, we're, we're two weeks into this now, and we just got another two weeks tacked on uh, Governor Cuomo because we're both here in New York. So Governor Cuomo um, uh, canceled school through April 15th, uh, which happens to fall dead in the middle of uh, what is on the calendar for our school district spring break. So we'll see how that all nets out. Um, we got prepped up the week before everything shut down. So we're kind of in week three of uh, of what my wife refers to as apocalypse shopping. <laughs> um, but the idea is that there's no surprises, right? And so now we're at a point where we're shopping two weeks out. We're good to go practically through May. Um, and we're j we've got, you know, a, a couple gallons of milk in the in the basement refrigerator, stuff like that. And sidebar here, when did milk get like a one and a half month expiration date? I'm just, that's surprising to me. <laughs> have you experienced that? No, I have not. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge milk drinker. I drink a lot of almond milk, macadamia milk, that type of thing. Um, so I haven't my kids drink a lot of milk. So I, I know when I go and buy the milk, I always look for the, the longest date out. But maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe it is a long sh longer shelf life than I anticipated. 
Yeah, the milk that we have down there has got a May 30th expiration date. Really weird in any case. Um, but, you know, it's it's really it's it's life that has just been impacted here. I mean, you know, baseball season for my daughter will likely be canceled. You know, we're going to cross fingers and see what happens. Um, you know, we're, we're thinking that probably our vacations will if this summer, if they're not canceled, they'll be very, very significantly impacted. So we'll have to invent new ways to have fun. Um, you know, in the news this week, you've got the stimulus package that's coming down the road. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bothered by it. I don't, I don't understand um, how you're going to spend two trillion dollars in the economy when you've got 327 million people in the country who are going to get a one thousand dollar check. Um, I'm not very good at math, but 327 million times a thousand plus, let's say, 327 million children who get five hundred dollars each. I don't think that adds up to even a trillion dollars, but uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that the the millionaires and the corporations will uh, will get plenty of money for bonuses and stock buybacks. So we're in 2008 all over again. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. But uh, that said, I can't do anything about that. So that said, we're just going to keep doing well as a family. Everyone is healthy. That's the most important part. We've been talking to our extended family. Uh, you know, online, on on video chat and stuff like that and trying to keep that up. Um, we've been out to the stores a couple times. And like I said, it's really eerie going out. It's not desolate. Um, and desolate would probably be easier. I think, you know, I'm uh, I like my space. And if I walked into a store that was completely empty, it would probably be easier than walking into a store and being nervous walking past somebody. Um, and there's this uneasiness, like I said, to approaching a stranger. And I can't wait for that to go away. But um other than that, um, you know, I, uh, turning back to the, the finances, I think this is where my, my micro budget really comes into play and comes in really handy. Um, there have been no changes, I think, at all to our, to our budget, with the exception of you know, not buying a tank of gas each week. Um, uh, we've maintained all our regular spending patterns. You know, our, our weekly eat out is budgeted. We've stayed on that. We've continued to put aside the money that we normally spend on services, things like the cleaning service that comes into the house each week, um, you know, hair appointments for my wife and, and for the rest of us. Um, we've just taken that money that's always in the budget and we're just setting it aside in an envelope because what our intention is, is to give the money to those service people when this is all over and when we can to um, hopefully do our part to making them whole. Uh, because they are suffering greatly through this, um, you know, businesses have, have been ordered to shut down. Um, and so, you know, those people are not making money. And so what we want to do our part to try to help them out when this thing is all over. Other than that, we're, we, you know, I've been trying to make some room in the budget to do things like, you know, you know, rent some movies on, on, uh, at home, uh, through digital or whatever. Um, like you, Paul, we did dip into the emergency fund to make a couple of purchases. Uh, given that the kids are out of school, we invested in a Chromebook, a, a second Chromebook for our daughter because she's going to have to be taking some some courses online, some school online. Um, and we actually dipped a little further into the emergency fund. We were going to buy them both, uh, the son and the daughter, we're going to buy them uh, new bikes for their birthdays this year. Um given the fact that they're out of school uh, and, you know, their their bikes are a little small for them, we decided to just go in and do that for them now. We were really clear with them that these are these are 
part of your birthday present, but you're just getting it advanced on the birthday present. And they were super excited. So um, I now have to put together a bicycle, <laughs> but, but that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but otherwise, you know, we're not going to let this disruption cancel what we can do as a family. And I think that's the most important thing that, that my wife and I are trying to focus on is that whatever happens here is going to happen, right? And you control what you can control. So you control your budget, you control your spending, you pull back on the things that you can reasonably pull back on that you maybe don't absolutely need, especially if you have to stock up on some cash. Um, otherwise, just keep on keeping on, keep maintaining whatever normal is for you. Um, because I think that's when you start to run into problems is when you start to veer off the road. At least that's what happens to me. When I start to veer off the road and sort of over-engineer life, uh, you make mistakes, right? And so keeping it, you know, sort of 10 and two dead down the center of the road, that's where, that's where my comfort level is. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I think that it was all, that's all good stuff, Jody. I, I think a couple of things I jotted down, right? Try not to let the outside impact the immediate short term, you know, immediate impact to the family in terms of um, making sure that my little cocoon is sealed and and try to um, not let these outside things uh, interfere with the family and the family finances. I think that's been key. Uh, same thing for you, Jody. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like we said, you know, just you've got I've got the budget set up. It's it's micro programmed week to week. Um, and so the more that I can just stay online with exactly the plan that I have set up, not make too many adjustments, um, other than, you know, like I said, okay, we're not buying gas this week. Fine. The gas comes out of the budget. Uh, and maybe that couple of bucks can go towards something else. Other than that, just keep keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, that, that's all great advice. That's all great advice. So, yeah, don't let the outside world kind of impact your inside world and, and just try to take care of you and your family and kind of start with that core unit and just make sure everyone's protected and, and, and kind of hermetically seal your your life and, and not try to worry about the the outside as much. I mean – you want to be giving, you want to be, like to your point, Jody, taking care of the, the folks that are around you that have been helpful over the years and keeping money put aside. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, at, at the fundamental core, though, for me, um, I'd like to make sure my family and my circumstances is as tight as possible if I can. And then if there's room outside of that, you know, continue to try to help where I can. Um, the other thing that kind of popped into my head this week, which was interesting, was the whole thing around, uh, you mentioned it before, around kind of... Uh, haircuts and stuff like that. I almost pulled the trigger on trying to get one of those home grooming kits, right? With the clippers and stuff like that. I have a feeling if this goes I on for another few months. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I thought about it and, and I, I said, well, what would you do, right? Like you'd have to do something, right? You'd have to YouTube someone showing you how to cut hair. And maybe if this keeps going for the next nine months, uh, a, a set of barber clippers might cost you $3,000. I don't know. Right. It's going to be very interesting how how things will happen and how things will go. So um, I think, you know, with that, we'll jump into the discussion topics and we have a whole laundry list of them that we'll talk about. The first one is and I mentioned it during the podcast already was the monthly memberships and dues. So a number of us have these monthly recurring charges for services we're not quite frankly getting right now. And, and how do we handle that? Do we park them? Do we try to park them? Jody, what's your take on it? Uh, yeah, we got I we have a YMCA membership uh, and earlier this week 
we got an email from the from the Y saying that they were not going to charge membership dues for the extent that they've been closed. And they closed down, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, about the same time the school closed down, um, which was very nice of them. I was fully prepared to continue to pay that because the YMCA still has to pay their employees. And, and you know, that, that's my perspective is that if 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 a service that I depend on still needs to make money and I can afford to pay that. And, this, you know, the, I'm very, very fortunate, Paul. You and I are in the same boat. You know, we're, we're not hand to mouth. We're not paycheck to paycheck. We're not rich, but we're but we're not in that paycheck to paycheck bucket. And so if we can afford to if we're maintaining our salaries and we can afford to continue to pay those service people or those memberships or those whatevers that we depend on, then we should continue to do that. We shouldn't pull back artificially because we're like, well, I'm not getting my thing, so I'm going to be. There are people who get paid at the YMCA. Uh, there are people who need to get paid at the YMCA, right? And so um, continue to do that. Yeah, I think for me, um, the few that I have, I haven't touched anything yet because it's only been a couple of weeks, right? So I haven't really looked closely, but I am trying to track them because some of them were significant, um, you know, not beyond the um, monthly membership and dues kind of thing, which I think well, are I think very it manageable. Is and I think it is a good time to reassess. Do I really need that monthly subscription for this thing or that thing? And, you know, if you feel like pulling back because you realize, oh, gee, I haven't been using that, that's fine. But if you're going to go back to that, that and where I'm coming from is if you're going to go back to something after all this, don't pull back intention, you know, artificially and temporarily, um, you know, because you're cheap. Now, if you're if you're going to take that money and put it towards your rent, different story. Yep. But, you know. Don't just try to save a couple of bucks at somebody else's expense, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, uh, but I'm sure there are a lot of people kind of doing that. There are some services I've had to bump up. For example, my internet here, um, I had to bump up the internet. I had to quadruple the speed. <laughs> we were just getting inundated during the day, and I did notice the difference when I went from 100 meg to 400 meg um, on the internet. So I, I did have to bump that up, and I'll probably leave it in place so... Um, with everyone hitting the the wires during the day or hitting that internet bandwidth um, between my wife's work, my work, my kids' work, homework, video games, Netflix, you name it, uh, Amazon Prime Video, whatever it is, um, man, it, it, it does make a difference uh, to, to have more bandwidth. So that was one of the things I had to do as well as assess some of the services I had and try to see where I can increase some of them because I'm just not sure how long this will go. Um, the other thing I was going to talk about was summer camp and prepayments. So this was another thing. Uh, it's an anomaly that I'm not sure is prevalent uh, for everyone who listens. But I know for my kids, I have to book summer activities typically in January, February of the year because everything fills up very quickly. And um, so I put significant payments down and, and, and in one case paid everything in full for summer camp, but I'm talking, you know, one of these was several thousand dollars. So I'm taking a deep breath here and I'm hopeful that everything will go. Uh, but I, that's another thing I've been tracking, right? So, and I think, uh, which leads into, you talked about before the summer vacation, we go to Vermont every summer and I've gotten at least four phone calls from the resort asking me to book the vacation. And I have been hesitant to pull the trigger on, on putting another big deposit down on a summer vacation. So, you know, I'd rather sit and wait. Um, and some people will argue, hey, just go get the deal, right? And then in my mind, 
there's all these factors that come into play that, you know, you've put this money down in the resort, for example, and I booked that great deal on a summer vacation. And then because of the pandemic, the resort goes bankrupt, right? There's all these things, these external factors, and it's no fault of anyone's own, but trying to figure out, do you plan the summer vacation, um, stuff like that. So for me personally, the, the summer uh, deposits for the big summer deposits I've done for camp already, just letting them ride. Hopefully there's no issue. If, if I do lose them from something catastrophic, it is what it is. Um, I'll have to deal with it. In terms of summer vacation, mm, I'm not booking it right now. I just don't know. Uh, it's that fear of the unknown. Jody, what's your take when it comes to kind of uh, these bigger deposits? So forgetting about the monthly, you know, the monthly regular payments, whether it's to a, um, um, you know, gym membership or, or, or daycare or something like that. What What is your take when it comes to these bigger payments around uh, deposits for summer camp or deposits for vacation? Yeah, I think uh, everyone's got to make their own decision here. Um, and it's it's uh, you got to make that decision based on your like you said, Paul, your comfort level, your financial ability to do these things. Um, obviously, if you would have put them on a credit card uh, and not immediately paid it off with cash, then it's a bad idea to do that. You don't want to go into debt on something. Uh, certainly in a, in a situation that you described, Paul, or a hypothetical that you described where, you know, what if you put this down and then something catastrophic happens to the place you were going to and you can't get that money back. Um, I would assume that if something got canceled for some reason that you would get uh, some kind of a refund on that money. Um, but if you can't get that money back and you're going to put it on a credit card to do it in the first place, yeah, that's probably not advisable. That said, I'm a big believer in, I think I, like I said earlier, just keeping on with what you would normally do. Because if we all collectively swerve off the road, that's when we're all going to crash. And so if we can, it's, it's the same thing that I feel about, you know, like charitable donations. You know, you don't need one $1 million donation. You need a million $1 donations. And that's not meant to sound like Bernie Sanders. And I'm not trying to get political here. But, you know, if everybody chipped in their bit, most of us would all be fine. Um, so, so we've done, I think it was the week before school closed down, but we still made the summer camp uh, reservations for the kids and put down a, a decent amount of money. Um, because, and, and we've, because we wanted that to happen. We wanted to make sure that we, we were in the queue, that we had that reserved. Um, and if for some reason they, those summer camps don't happen, they don't happen. And I'm sure there'll be amount of money that's refunded to us. Um, but assuming that it does happen, we're all set. And we've also made the financial commitment at this point that hopefully, if everybody else has made that financial commitment, allows that summer camp to stay on its feet, continue to function, and uh, makes that camp available for the kids at the time that it should be available. So that's, that's kind of the approach that we take with everything is that just if you don't have to change something, don't change it. Um, don't swerve off the road. Um, and just try to try to if we all collectively kind of keep together on this, we'll we'll get through it from a financial perspective as well as from a from a, a medical perspective. If we all keep on the same road here and we all keep doing what we're supposed to be doing, we'll be that much better off when we come through all this. Yeah, that makes sense. Now you got me rethinking. Maybe I should call these people back to book the summer vacation. I, I I've been hesitant. And, and like if it's I said, a deposit, I mean, I wouldn't throw it. I wouldn't throw down, you know, thousands of dollars. But if it's a deposit, uh, I might I might make the deposit. Yeah, you got me thinking about that. A make, I'm writing it down. Make deposit. Yeah, so I'm gonna I might I might return that call. <laughs> as long as it's not May, 
as long as I, if it's in May, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> right, right, right. If it's in August, yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, so we'll, we'll go to the next topic: four hundred one k funding and review. Um, we talked about this already. I'm holding tight. I'm not stopping my contributions to my four hundred one k. I'm looking at making sure everything stays status quo. Um, and, and try to see, I don't want to make any big moves in the markets at this point in terms of moving money around, just trying to keep everything where it is and, and kind of maintain it. And I think we've talked about this over and over again. There are people out there that will argue this. And there are people out there that are liquidating portfolios and getting out of the market, uh, completely. And, and I think that they're probably doing a disservice to themselves overall. Um, but at the end of the day, it is a personal decision. And that's why we call it personal finance. And for me, though, I'm going to continue to say that I look at my 401k, look at my IRA. I have not moved anything around. I have not said sell this, sell this, buy this, or or sell, sell, sell. Everything is staying the same. And we're seeing the fluctuations in the markets. And according to the uh, experts that I deal with, uh, one dear friend and my FA, um, two separate sources, both said the same thing, keeping tight. Keep the money where it is. Don't touch it. Just keep going. This too shall pass. And over time, you know, longer term outlook um, looks good. So what's your take when it comes to investing and in, in your 401k and your retirement planning? Yeah, I think we said this before, Paul, that unless you need the money today, uh, there's no point in pulling it out and taking a loss. Um, I just don't think it's smart. I would I would give it some time um, to to rebound. Um, if you want to get out, you know, get out at a smart time. Don't get out at a panicky time. Um, but but otherwise, just just keep it where it is. Unless you unless you have a need for it today, just leave it. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then the other thing that we have here in, in the topics is exercise options. Now, I talked about me buying the exercise bike, and that's a pretty pricey. It would sound like a panicky spur of the moment type thing. And just to elaborate, like I said before, I've been wanting that bike and, and Jody, you could attest to this. I've been wanting it for quite some time, just never motivated enough to go get it, even though I've talked about wanting it, uh, but finally bought it. And I think it'll be a good investment for the home. It'll get used by my wife and me. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting it. Um, and so I think for me, you don't need to do that. Um, I didn't need to do it, but I, I wanted to do it. I had the money to buy it, so I'm going to do it. But for those of you that um, still want to exercise, your gym is closed down, um, all, the, all the major things apply. Just take your daily walks. Um, try to do you know um, sit-ups and such at home. Be, be active. Try not to be a couch potato. And to be honest with you, Jody, that's been tough for me. I bought new running shoes last weekend. I ran twice. Because uh, I hadn't run in a while. My legs really hurt and I haven't run. Um, and I probably should be getting out more on a daily basis. Um, like I said before, my my career right now, my job has been incredibly busy. Very hard to get out during the day. And then at the end of the day, I'm actually exhausted. Um, and there's a lot of articles out there I'm probably segueing into how to work effectively at home. And one of the big things that people will tell you is treat it like you would in the office. So if you're used to leaving the office at 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. or whatever that is, 7 p.m. Um, our, our financial superhero could be 9 o'clock p.m. Um, just leave, keep your normal schedule, but just be at home, right? If you're at home, just keep your normal schedule. So if you were going to leave, just shut the computer down at, you know, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, whatever that is. Start your day at, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Try not to let 
the entire day be about work where you wake up and you figure, well, I'm working from home and I'm going to uh, start digging into email and, and work at 6.30 a.m. and then work until 9 p.m., uh, which, which I'm guilty of doing. Um, so do as I do as I say and not as I do. <laughs> I'm struggling with not being kind of 24-7 plugged into work. Jody, what's your take when it comes to exercise, uh, healthy mind, healthy body, and, and working from home in terms of, because it all kind of ties together with the finances. So I think it's a good topic here. What is your take when it comes to overall working from home and your mind and body health? Well, I think as I'm listening to you, Paul, this is really the big challenge that we're in right now, other than maybe managing unpredictable finances, is um, making sure that you have good physical, emotional, psychological health through all of this. And, and like you said, taking those breaks, um, you know, we're not we're not quarantined in our homes um, you know, we can still get out in the neighborhood so you can go for those walks or those runs. Um, you can, you can lift some weights at home or just do some push-ups and some sit-ups. Like you said, I mean, use your own body as the weight system. Um, just keep up with stuff. It's, it's good for your body, but it's also good for your mind and just, you know, don't slack off on that because your schedule has changed and you can't get to a gym or something like that. Um, and I fully agree with you with the work schedule. Um, you know, I've created a work, a separate workspace that's sort of not plopped down in the middle of the living room or the dining room. Um, it's a separate work area that I use. And so when I'm here, everybody knows, okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm grateful that I have that luxury. Granted, it's the garage, but nobody else comes out here. So, <laughs> um, so, so just, just trying to keep that balance, I think is the most important part, physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah, Jody, I think that that all makes sense, right? Everything you were talking about. And, and I think at this point, um, there's a lot more topics that we're going to discuss, but I think we're going to leave them for next week at this point because we could keep going forever today, Jody, and we, we might have like the world record for the longest podcast ever. With that for today, um, we'll kind of stop and kind of my summary recap is we'll take a deep, you know, take a deep breath, try to relax, try not to worry. And just let your planning and knowledge give you some form of comfort. And and Jody, what's your take when it comes to uh, the summary recap this week? Fully agreed. Um, keep on your plan. Um, reinvent the parts that need reinventing, that require reinventing, like we we're just talking about the exercise, for example. If you normally go to a gym, fine. Figure out how to translate that gym experience to home. Same thing with the other parts of your life, your financial parts of your life, your relationships, um, with your family, uh, with your kids, um, make sure to give your kids time too, because you know, you remember that your kids see your home, you know, they still feel like this is winter vacation right? or they still feel like this is, you know, fun. They don't, they they don't, they don't see this in the way that, that us grownups are seeing this. Um, so make a little extra time for your kids. I think that's what I'm trying to do because I think I've been guilty of not doing that the last couple of weeks. Um, other than that, just keep on your plan. Don't don't swerve around your road. Keep a ten and two. Keep it down the middle, um, and just take it take it a day at a time, and we'll all get through it. Very cool, very cool. Well, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Thanks everyone for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you. Managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the financial dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well, and thank you.